Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Women Entrepreneurs Global Podcast, Mindset for Success, where I'd like to explore tonight the unconscious struggles that female entrepreneurs have had to conquer to be successful. And I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. I'm also so pleased and excited to have our guest today, Stephanie Granato, who in the last seven, uh, last 20 years, Stephanie has founded her own law firm and also launched a tech company. Uh, she was also very recently selected and recognized as a distinguished super lawyer for 2021 for her work as a successful corporate attorney representing entrepreneurs. And um, her drive and interest in being able to evaluate a problem and then to create flexible options for business to succeed is likely why her client list includes growing companies and entrepreneurs and investors. And she often works with these clients to help launch new businesses in a number of industries, including technology, media, e-commerce, and sustainability. Her latest endeavor is to be involved in the powering of the success of women entrepreneurs by joining the leadership of WE, a full-stack startup studio for women as its co-chairing, uh, as her co-chairing of the studio advisory board. So please join in welcoming our distinguished guest, Stephanie Granato. Hi, Leslie. I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, you know, being a lawyer entrepreneur has been a lot of fun for me, and I think the most fun is that I just get to keep learning new things and exploring new areas as they emerge. It's absolutely uh, keeps me engaged. Great. I'm excited to hear about it. So, um, as you know, it takes a lot to be a successful female entrepreneur. And while business acumen is critical, I think we rarely talk about the psychological challenges that women often face to achieve their success. And I refer to them as the unconscious struggles that create doubt and can undermine success and can destroy self-confidence. So I kind of like to start um, with asking you that prior to opening your own law firm and starting your tech company, you had a successful career as an attorney in a large, more traditional firm. What made you want to open your own law firm and set off on your own uh, entrepreneurial journey? It seems like it was a big shift, and I presume it may have come with some risk. Uh, it was a big shift. It was a big shift in mindset. When I graduated from law school, going to uh, a big law firm was a natural. I went to school at Yale in Connecticut, and then I headed to New York with many, many classmates, and it was just considered the absolute apex of what you could do. And I did it, and I think about 18 months into my three years, I realized that the prize that you know we were supposed to be shooting for a partner just came with a lot of uh, things that I didn't want in my life. I mean, you really didn't have the freedom or the flexibility that I wanted uh, as a human and also as a lawyer. Um, so part of being a lawyer at a big law firm is you work on the clients they want you to work on, you do the rotations, you know, you go in in the morning and uh, it's a six to seven day a week job. So I wanted to do something that was more creative 
and more flexible. Um, initially, I didn't know how to do that, so I moved back to Los Angeles. Um, I got a couple offers. I flew out for a weekend um, about my third year in New York, and I got a couple offers. So I moved to Los Angeles, took the California bar, and started up again. But you know, I never found exactly the mix I was looking for in a law firm. And then um, after several years at two firms, getting a great experience with interesting clients, I uh, had started a business on the side, which was much more exciting. There was a lot of upside. Um, you know, as a lawyer, I was bringing clients into the law firms, but there's a lot of structure you have to put them through. You have to have a partner. I wasn't a partner. You have to have a junior associate. So pretty soon, my entrepreneurial clients were bogged down with the billing structure and the rigor of going through that. So they were, you know, they didn't want to stay. They wanted me, but they didn't want the firm structure. Yeah. So that got me to thinking, um, and then I started a business on the side, Terra Image, with some folks in the defense space, and that really was um, not something you were supposed to do in a law firm, so bad me, and then I had a daughter, so I kind of hit the trifecta of things you know you shouldn't be doing in a law firm, and my husband said to me, hey, why don't you move out um, and start your own, and I, I was just terrified. I thought, what client is ever going to come to I, I really had no idea. So I was I had a lot of trepidation. Um, but I thought about it and thought about it on my maternity leave. And then when I went back to work after four months, I told a few friends, I said, hey, I'm thinking of going maybe out on my own. And literally within a week, a friend had bought uh, brought a significant transaction, a significant uh, sale of a company to me and said, you know, when can you start? And I said, gee, I got to give notice. So I gave notice immediately. I, I started two weeks later and I did this very large sale for a client who, who then became an anchor client for the next mm -hmm. several years yeah. uh, while I built my practice. Um, so in some was, ways, what I, I, what I want to say is the, your, your clients early on, the entrepreneurs, saw in you what you already sort of instinctively knew about yourself, that you wanted to do something that was, you know, more of your own and less sort of about toiling away without having creativity and maybe even a say in things. So um, you were able to find a, a good solution to get out and do something that was meaningful to you. That's exactly right. Um, you know, being able to pick clients and areas of interest keeps me engaged. I love learning from my entrepreneurs. By this point, I have several who are serial entrepreneurs, so they've launched uh, and started multiple businesses. I have one who came in the very beginning, and he was literally on the verge of losing his house because of an SBA loan. And with a colleague, we negotiated him out of that loan. He was able to salvage the business, sell off a little bit of it, then started another one five years later, sold that to a buyer for a significant sum, went to work for the buyer. After five years, rolled out and started another business, and we just sold that one um, in early 2020. So they're great stories, and I love being part of those stories, and I love being part of the client teams. Um, for me, that just... Uh, is makes it fun and mm -hmm. interesting, and and again they 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 see your fun and it's one win for both sides I think and that's what makes doing what you're really passionate about 
kind of exciting, but also just kind of keeps continue good things happening over and over again. Well, so, that's right. Oh, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that, you know, one of the things that I've loved so much about working with different entrepreneurs is getting to learn about different areas of business. Um, you know, for example, um, live events. I hadn't worked with a live event um, until about 10 years ago, and I got a live event client. And, you know, over the next eight years, really came down the learning curve on how those work and the economics. Um, you could say the same about different uh, threads of technology, um, the CBD and cannabis business, which is now mm -hmm. emerging mm -hmm. strongly in California. So I, that learning process is energizing. You know, there's always mm -hmm. a fear factor at the beginning of, whoo, I don't know about, you know, your business and your industry. So there, I kind of take a deep breath and say, oh, I've got to learn about this. <laughs> You know, um, but it works. It works, especially when you're really upfront with the client. Just say, you know what? I love this area. I'm in the learning process, and you know more about your business than I do, but I can help support you as a lawyer. Exactly. Let me let me ask you something else. You negotiate deals all all day long on behalf of your clients, and for some women, asking for money, whether they're a female exact or a female raising capital as an entrepreneur and negotiating term sheets for can be intimidating. And I, I wondered if you have any ideas or, and, or understand why it's so hard for some women to ask for what they feel they deserve. And do you see a difference? This is actually a two prong question. How men and women approach negotiations? Um, let's start with the first one, why it's so hard for women to ask. I mean, I do think there's a socialization process. We're feeling lucky. We're, you know, wow, we're, I'm often the only woman in the room and mm -hmm. so happy to be there. Um, and you don't want to push your, your quote luck, you know, you don't want to push it and blow your deal. And I think women just need to learn, um, and experience more of stepping into power, um, mm -hmm and what that feels like. I think practice, training, mentoring, networking, and being and supporting each other and how that works is very, very important. Um, I don't at all think that uh, negotiation uh, is a natural skill. It did not come naturally to me. And um, I wasn't, you know, the, the young guy at my dad's knee listening to his business conversations. So, I try to bring my daughter along in that respect. Part of it is just knowing how to talk and knowing to be very, very prepared uh, for a negotiation and knowing that you're, you know, what your boundaries are. And I think that uh, can give some feeling of uh, security to push, push the boundaries. And what do you um, mean by that? And, what do you mean about well, boundaries? Particularly in a business deal, understanding the market and understanding what is a market, knowing that um, different you know markets and businesses have different economic uh, metrics for what you can reasonably expect to get in a deal. So if you know uh, that the pricing for a certain kind of transaction has a range and you're in the middle of that range, you know, you can ask for better pricing, but if you know you're twice as high, then you, you, 
you risk uh, really um, alienating your business partner. So truly understanding the business, your business partner, your counterparty, and the mm -hmm. market is very important. And I think doing that kind of research um, helps to feel anchored and grounded. So you know what, even if someone pushes back, you're not feeling that you did something inappropriate. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times as women, we want to know that we're um, following the rules and we're doing the right thing. Um, and maybe we need to do a little less of that. But uh, my, and, my solution and, is and research. Just to say less than that and more sort of about being, um, you know, ha having all the information that you absolutely need to feel like you're anchored and you know what you're talking about. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be all of it. You just, you have to have a good grounding, you know, right. as women, I caution women not to be overly per, uh, perfectionist and not to be overly, don't overthink it, you know, believe in your value and know that you're, uh, you know, in, you know, in the market and where you are in that market. Um, with men, I see them pushing the boundaries much more. They have no fear, and there's a sense of, you know what, I'll, I'll walk away if this isn't a good deal. And that is extremely powerful. Um, mm -hmm. I do have some women clients who come from that place, and it's, it's, it's powerful. I mean, if someone wants to do a business transaction with you, whether it's a sale or a financing of your company um, or a commercial agreement to provide goods or services, um, you know, if you offer pricing that's too aggressive, the most they can say is they can say no, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so if you hear a no as, you know, come back to me with something better, um, the best is you get a counteroffer, which you can then counter, because um, I don't like people to negotiate against themselves. But, but you know, the worst you can hear is no. And so understand the value of each deal to your, uh, to your business and whether you're prepared to walk away from that deal if you don't get a deal that's profitable for you. Because at the end of the day, profit is, you know, the key to staying in business. And how might you advise women to get over the fear of rejection or, or what you're talking about in terms of being able to negotiate, what can allow them to kind of let go of that fear? Um, get a good advocate to help partner with you and help you prepare for the negotiation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you, um, I would say just the more you do it, the better you'll get. So just dive in and, and go for it. You know, mm -hmm. learn something, evaluate each interaction and, um, you know, keep getting better, make a commitment to get better. Um, there are also lots of resources now online about negotiation. I mean, there's so many different um, online providers that do negotiation courses, uh, read a book, do an online course, do a practice negotiations if you really have a fear. But you will get better over time if you just continue to analyze mm -hmm. uh, the outcome of your deal and, and know, your, know your value. Know your value so you can protect your upside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let, me, let me kind of switch topics here and go to, you know, sometimes one's inner critic um, it, it can compromise a business leader's, an entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur's ability to make decisions and take risks. And I wonder if this was ever something that happened to you and what you were able to do about this. 
Yes, no question. I mean, I I still fight my inner critic and I take deep breaths and I meditate and I try to put that um, bad boy to rest um, with preparation and uh, being as you know, prepared and mentally focused as I can be. Um, taking risks is essential to creating value uh, and, and to going big in a business. I mean, there's nothing that's risk-free. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, again, I had my own experience is just dive in and do it. There are definitely some deals I've made um, where I said, boy, I could have done so much better for myself. Why didn't I ask for 5% instead of 2% of that equity? (laughs) It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, but you evaluate and recognize your worth and then you move forward. You know, don't get stuck in something that didn't work out exactly the way you wanted Mm -hmm. it to. Um, Evaluate it, figure out how you can do better next time, and then make a next time happen and do better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sort of in my work with women business entrepreneurs, I know how very difficult it can be to obtain a work-life balance. You know, you just mentioned that you have a daughter. And, and just how challenging it is to surround you know, oneself with good nurturing relationships that we really all need in our lives to go forward. And I've wonder, I wonder if you've ever encountered difficulties and what advice you could give to women who are struggling with this and really need peer support. I would, um, yes, work-life balance is challenging whether you're in a firm or whether you've got your own business. But I will say um, having my own business has given me a lot more flexibility. Um, I like what I do, so I do end up working you know, more hours than someone who would have a nine-to-five situation. That wouldn't really be exciting for me. I need that excitement and the upside. Um, It's important to decide what you want up front and what your priorities are and how Mm -hmm. to, you know, create flexibility. I mean, if you're the business owner, schedule your time. You know, use your leverage to schedule your time with your family and your business time as well because it Mm -hmm. goes both ways. there are excellent peer support groups uh, for working moms, and I, I suggest um, connecting with other women. I mean, having other women around to share and go through uh, the experience and also help you provide you, you know, hacks and tips on how to navigate and support each other is critical. I mean, it makes a huge difference just to mm-hmm. take some stress off. Uh, of the work-life balance, but it's something we haven't solved yet, and it is, you know, something I'm always looking for when I work with female entrepreneurs to say, you know, how are you going to manage this? Um, I had a new company start in April, and two of the women were, um, there were four principals, three women, one guy, and two of the women were having their first baby, and they're like, oh, I don't know, should we do this? And I said, you know what? It's a great time to start your own business because you will be able to have some flexibility in scheduling as opposed to sitting in an office where someone else is standing over you and measuring maybe your productivity not by what you're creating in terms of value for the business, but your just your time in the seat, um, which is a very sort of traditional um, way to measure productivity. And it, it it doesn't benefit women, you know, that kind of mentality doesn't benefit women. So um, making sure you're communicating your value creation as opposed to just the time you're spending. 
Mm-hmm. It's important. And really surrounding yourself by women who can promote that and encourage that for you to make it okay. Absolutely. 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 Yes, we need to, in my view, create new norms for women in the workplace, especially Mm -hmm. working mothers, but all women, because we take care of parents, children, neighbors. I mean, we are jugglers and multitaskers, um, and that's the way the social expectations have been for us. And I feel that we can create workplaces that allow more flexibility and support women uh, in these different roles. Um, what would you recommend to women who are in the midst of building a company or starting out on how to develop a mindset for success? Just a couple of things that come up for you. Um, I would say, you know, write down your vision, commit to yourself that you're going to follow that vision, and then make sure you have something uh, to help with uh, stress, because there will be stressful moments. I mean, things come in waves. It's, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can juggle, but you can't do every single task at once, so you have mm-hmm. to make decisions about which and how you're going to prioritize at different times, and that really does shift over time, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you have family obligations. So, uh, I would say connect with other great women and, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and learn from each, you know, don't think of your, I mean, we all think of mistakes as mistakes, but don't think of them as a negative. Think of them as a learning opportunity so that you can grow and uh, and apply that lesson to the next deal and the next client mm-hmm. and the next opportunity. Sort of, you know, chalk up each of your wins and not look at them as, oh my gosh, I have so much more to do, but rather I've done this and this is great for today. Absolutely, yes. Focus on your accomplishments for the day. And, you know, for me, I like to write down my business plan at the beginning of the year. What do I want to accomplish? And some of those goals are really stretch goals. And um, But putting them out there into the you know, into the world so you can see them is valuable. And it, it, you know, over time you can achieve those goals. But um, everything is a learning experience and a learning opportunity. Some of them don't feel good. And sometimes you wonder, boy, am I coming back from this? How am I going to do this? Right, right, right. Um, But, uh, you know, there's another side. You get through it and, and then after getting through a challenge or a trauma or a downturn, then you think, okay, I made it through that. You know what? I made it. So I can go on and go upward from here. Um, last last question. I understand you're developing a video series for women entrepreneurs global to air later this year. Um, a little bit for our, our listeners. What's this show about, and where we can where we can learn more? Where can we learn about it? Um, right. Well. Okay, this show is still in development, but um, we're going to be talking about uh, different strategies, particularly how legal strategies can support your business and how to access those and how to create your initial structure efficiently uh, so that you don't get bogged down and you can focus on growing uh, and turning your uh, product or service into a viable company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like you, okay. exactly what you do really well <laughs> in business. Well, <laughs> Entrepreneur, right? <laughs> I, uh, 
every opportunity is a new uh, – there's just so much going on in the world right now. There's so much um, – with all the challenges we have, I view it as a tremendous opportunity for innovation and creation, right. and we're already starting to see that that happen. There are a lot of pain points, and good businesses will help solve pain points and create mm-hmm. growth. So Love it's it. a huge, huge opportunity and challenge. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for uh, having this open sharing dialogue with our listeners um, today about some of your inspirational journeys as an entrepreneur. Um, And if people want to reach out to you and learn more about you, where should they find you? Uh, They can find me at granatolaw.com. And... uh... They can also learn more about my work with We Global at womanentrepreneurs.global. Okay, great. Um, those of us at Women's Entrepreneurs Global are committed to powering the success of females. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global, the first startup studio for women. And remember, part of helping young founders move ahead is for us to facilitate an open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about common unconscious psychological struggles, such as the fear of failure, of not being good enough, and that loud, chattering, internal, nonstop critic. Please tune in next week for more Mindset for Success. I'm Dr. Knudsen, and you can drop me a line at Dr. Leslie Knudsen. Um, at drlesliekenutson.com. Thanks again so much, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure.